You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron Dietrich here in Caldwell Baker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Thanks for sharing a portion of your Monday morning with us here on the Morning Drive. Alongside, of course, from the Washtenaw Citizen, Jake Martin. Jake, how you doing? What is up? I'm pumped. It's finally Sports Movie Week. <laughs> We've been hyping this thing up all summer. It's here. In fact, we did our first Facebook, what are we calling this, the tease? No, what Facebook we... Live. It went horribly. It went about as, as well as you can imagine. <laughs> it was just an opportunity to show off this studio also. Yeah, I I, I think I auditioned for a, a TV gig with that. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm going to stick with radio. I'm going to stick with radio. Uh, plenty to discuss over the next uh, two hours. Of course, we want to hear from you on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com. For a free quote. Okay, so we need more interaction today right. than ever. Right. It is sports movie week, like I said. Thursday, top ten Thursday, we'll be giving off our personal favorite sports movie list. But yesterday, I started the polls on Twitter. Yeah. Morning Drive 977. That's at Morning Drive 977. So we took IMDb, IMDb's list of top 20 sports movies. They had it ranked. We seeded we seated it as they were ranked, and we are letting people vote on it. The voting is live. You can go there right now and vote on each individual round. That said, a couple problems. A couple problems. The top twenty did not have a pretty uh, couple movies that I think deserve to be on there. Should, uh, let me run through the list first and the, and the voting, and then we'll uh, we'll get to those that were left off. And I I was thinking if people. People can suggest uh, if we get enough suggestions for for two movies, we can set another oh, okay. different little poll. Let them vote on that. We'll include that in this overall little tournament we have. Okay, so round one. These are all round one. Uh, Hoosiers versus the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Hoosiers are the number one overall seed. They are kicking the Karate Kid's butt. <laughs> they are up by seventy six percent. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Uh, number two, Rocky. Up 80% over number 19, A League of Their Own. Number three, Field of Dreams. Oh, this one's tight. 60% over Friday Night Lights at 40%. Number four, Raging Bull. We got an upset. We got an upset. Number 17, Miracle is up 76%. Uh, Million Dollar Baby is beating your Breaking Away. I think you're the only one who's seen Breaking Away. So, Million Dollar Baby. Well, this is the one I'm most upset about. Uh, borderline furious. Number six, the fighter is losing to number fifteen, Glory Rose. Mm. I'll get I'll get into why that upsets me in a little bit. Uh, number seven, Cinderella Man versus number fourteen, Invictus. Number eight, Bull Durham versus number thirteen, Sea Biscuit. Your beloved Sea Biscuit, Aaron, is on, only has twenty four percent of the vote. Not doing well. Mm. Number nine, Blindside versus number twelve. Remember the Titans. And lastly, number ten, The Natural. Versus number 11, Rudy. All right. There are a couple movies that are missing. And I, I, what about Tin Cup? What about Caddyshack? Uh, what about Talladega Nights? <laughs> I don't think Talladega Nights called. Talladega Nights is pretty I, good. I, rewatchability, yes. Um, but I would, I'm would. i more offended that Major League's not on there. Uh, Major League, yes. Major League needs to be. What about uh, Invincible? Didn't love it. Oh, I thought it was great. No. Uh, didn't love the didn't love the football scenes. If you have a sports movie, the 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 sports scenes have to be really good for it, for it to be good, in my opinion. Unless Jerry Maguire isn't considered. Mm. Mm. Um, Moneyball. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one from Doc. The Sandlot. Oh yeah, Sandlot. <laughs> Come yeah. on. So there are a lot of great movies that are are left off here. So we're asking you today if we can get. The, the the movies with the most votes that are left off this list, they will be added to the poll. Oh. So we'll add one more little. Um, Might be able to add two more matchups. May, the if wild we get cards to get in. The wild. Well, that's we're kind of doing it backwards, but that's fine. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We had some uh, must see TV yesterday. Talk about made for TV movie. 
uh, with the British Open. I continue to call it the British Open. Yes, you do. Man, Very how good was this yesterday? I mean, I was all in. I know you were. I woke up, and I was fired up, and then, of course, I got in the hot tub, and I literally sat there for two hours and watched it. Must be nice. Um, here's the deal, Aaron. Can I, I want to start it out with this question, and this might be a stupid question, but I was feeling this way. Tiger Woods came up short yesterday, but the ratings are going to be massive because oh, he was in contention. Huge. Of course, this is something that we always – he's the biggest name in golf. If he's up – if he's in the race, in the hunt, people are going to tune in and see what he does, like him or not. That said, because he keeps coming close and then ends up falling short, the moment when he actually does win the major, does this take away from that? No. And this was the moment, though, this weekend when he actually had the lead. Yeah. I mean, they all was right in the golfing world when he's walking up to number 11, and he is leading a major. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just think the question that I'm asking, though, and this is from a casual golf fan. I'm not a hardcore golf fan, but if I see Tiger constantly. I wouldn't even call you casual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it nicely. Yes. I do like golf, though. Like, I don't, I don't hate on golf. That's like, like calling me a casual MMA fan. Okay, well. Uh, let's just say this. It's 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 high, way above the World Cup. How about okay. that? Right. Um, I don't even pretend with the World Cup. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with with Tiger though, I just I just w wonder if he's constantly on the cuff when he actually breaks through. Does, no. it, it doesn't take away from the moment at all. No. It, it it doesn't. It just and the fact that this was a major and he was he was leading there for literally uh, I don't know what eleven minutes or whatever it was. Right. No. If he would have won this one, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm talking about the next one now because we keep seeing him so close, and it's like, all right, is 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 he going to do it or not? This was great television yesterday, and just drama, and, and the number, and that leaderboard, and the number of guys that were there, yeah. yeah, and Spieth, and, and you look at Jordan Spieth, and going into yesterday, I think his odds were three to two that he was going to win this thing. Mm -hmm. Molinari and uh, Woods were coming in like fourteen to one, and then to see Spieth just kind of fall to pieces like that again, he's the one that's got to continue to kick himself in the rear end. I mean, all he had to do is basically shoot even par for the day, right. and he wins that thing. Yeah, and yeah. of course he blows up. He's five over for the day. Tiger Woods, though, is fantastic to watch this thing and watch it how it unfolded. And he's playing with Molinari, and you're thinking, who's this kid? And anybody that's been watching golf over the last couple of years, or at least in the last couple of months, knows that this Italian phenom was coming on strong. And God, he was unflappable yesterday. Unflappable. Uh, did Love not have word. a bogey. His last bogey came on Friday on the 17th hole. He was not phased. He did not blink. He did not back down to Tiger Woods. Good for you for giving this guy credit because, yeah. honestly, I was just ready to talk about Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> my my other question for you was, what did Kim think of Tiger's run? Uh, there was one point when I was talking about Jordan Spieth, and I just says he, he doesn't do nothing. He doesn't do anything for me. And I kept you know praising uh, Tiger Woods, and she once again says, I question your morals. <laughs> How can you question my morals for cheering for Tiger Woods? Uh, love it. Yes. Love it. I should have recorded some of that back and forth dialogue. She can call in if you We're want to. We're working on that segment for the uh, football season. Oh, okay. It's uh, going to be a hard sale. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that all you had for golf? Uh, I'm just leading off with it. Yes. Okay. And I got more coming up later on. Of, of course. NBC knocked it out of the ballpark. Uh, the production value was off through the charts. Uh, the. The bunker cams, the, the flight angles of the ball, the ball tracker, outstanding. And then, of course, Jake is notifies me that he does not get NBC. No. And that was I was thinking about it, though. If I, it's, it's the only local channel I don't get. And I that's was, all right. I was thinking that's probably, if I had to pick one, that would be it just because of, um, you know, you're losing Sunday night football. But that said, you know, I can watch that online. Oh. And I, w I think I would rather have the the ABCs and the CBSs. I'm not. That's not to kiss your butt. Yeah. <laughs> CBS, you got to have for SEC. Yeah. You just re found this out though in the, over this week. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let's watch some golf. Oh, where's NBC at on my dial? Huh. Other headlines from this weekend. All right, uh, let's go all the way back to Friday. This happened shortly after the show, but your guy Zach Streif. 
has been named. Reportedly. Reportedly. The advocate is reporting that Zach Streep will be the new play-by-play guy for the New Orleans Saints. Pretty much saw this coming, of course, with it being leaked out. And, of course, him being one of the finalists, Streep has not agreed to it yet or it's not finalized yet. It'll happen, though. So, you know, this has been uh, largely discussed over the past couple weeks simply because he doesn't have any experience and if you talk to a play-by-play guy about that they are pretty fired up nick will actually join us uh, yes perfect guy to talk to about he is in new orleans and he will obviously be riled up when we bring this up will he be looking over his shoulder as he talks about it make sure streep's not walking up behind me um we've got some text here about the movies someone says what about remember the titans really guys come on they're on the list um they're actually winning their their matchup uh, Doug says, Field of Dreams. They're actually winning their matchup, too. William says, what about We Are Marshall? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, it, it, I, I like Sandlot better and Major League better, honestly. But uh, keep sending us your wild card matchups. Again, if you're just now joining us at Morning Drive 977, we have the, uh, the IMDb's. It's not our list, so don't yell at us. IMDb's Top 20 Sports Movies. We, we ranked those and seeded those, and uh, you can vote on each and every matchup uh, in the first round. David also weighs in, what about North Dallas 40? That is way before Jake's time. I've watched that movie several times. It's good. The but Water not great. Boy. Uh, from your tone, not great. Yeah, that was pretty good. The Waterboy is certainly better than The Waterboy. Caddyshack, Rollerball, Happy Gilmore, Jerry Maguire. We need a little editing on this list. <laughs> Well, keep sending us your suggestions. Uh, Waterboy and, and Happy, Happy Gilmore are very rewatchable. I, th- I feel like rewatchability is a big factor here. Yeah. I'd still take Tin Cup over both of those. Astros update. They lose yesterday 14-5. to They still win that series yesterday. Bregman was one for five, two, B- two RBIs in the series. Uh, Verlander had a magnificent performance in a 7 to nothing win. He had 11 Ks and six innings of work. Astros now go to Colorado. That is your Houston Astros update. We are your home for the Houston Astros. Very nice. By the way, that was a season high for runs for the Angels. So uh, not good for the Astros. Uh, Some more little headlines. Um, What about Johnny Manziel being traded? Do we care? (laughs) Does this mean I always care? Johnny Manziel will now get some playing time up in the CFL. Yeah, finally, because he couldn't play uh, because Jeremiah Masoli has like nine straight 300-yard games. How's that for a CFL stat for you? Mm. But uh, anyway, Manziel being traded to Montreal, who is is pretty much a joke in the CFL. So let's see if Manziel can can lead them back to the promise. He uh, rejoins uh, Mike Sherman is the head coach at Montreal. Did you know that? Yes, I, I did read that. Uh, and, of course, Manziel has the Sherman ties with Texas A&M. Mm. Pretty cool. Uh, some more little notes. Devin White, I saw, was listed as the number one linebacker by NFL.com for this upcoming season. Pretty cool uh, nod for him. Uh, Tony Sperano, yeah, uh, dead, story. dead at 56. Uh, kind of happened really, really fast uh, in his case. Uh, his, his wife found him, just passed out on the floor, and this was after um, he had already visited the doctor. Yeah, I think earlier in the week, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday, was complaining of chest pains, went to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, they checked him out. And then, of course, uh, his wife finds him as they get ready for church yesterday on the kitchen floor. Horrible news. Yeah, absolutely. Former true. head coach, of course, of the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. and Oakland Raiders. Yep, yep. Sad stuff. Um, we kind of buried the lead here. We didn't get to some polls. Yeah, the media days continue to roll along. In fact, uh, they're taking place as we speak. They're getting ready to get underway down in New Orleans for the Sunbelt Conference Media Day. You'll hear from uh, Nick White coming up later in the show. Also, before Coach Viator left for the Big Easy, I had an extensive sit-down interview with Coach V. We'll share that with you later in the show. But preseason polls out for the Sunbelt Conference Media from the Sunbelt Conference Media. Warhawks getting plenty of preseason love. They are number two in the West. Uh, Arkansas State also picked to win the league. They were number one in the West. Uh, ULM right behind them, then South Alabama, ULL, and Texas State. So, you know, I was talking to somebody about this uh, over the weekend, Aaron, and I I said, 
you know, typically when you look at these these lists or, or these polls, these preseason polls, you almost like to be uh, the underdog. You like to be counted out. It's, it's, it's good for motivation. But uh, the, the person I was talking to made a good point and said, in ULM's case, I think it's better that they're picked higher because they've been the underdog for so long. Now this gives them motivation that, hey, people do believe in us. Let's go out there and do it. So I do like that in terms of psychology. Uh, this is the coaches poll. Uh, App State in the East is the favorite, followed up by Troy, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina. And, of course, this is the first year that the Sunbelt Conference will have a championship game, the East versus the West champion. And the coaches predict that Arkansas State will win the Sunbelt Conference this year. And the SEC, which that news broke shortly after our show, uh, they had LSU number five Ah. in the West. I can't say I'm shocked by it. Of course, they had Alabama at the top. They got 263 votes. Auburn right behind them with 19. Mississippi State third with uh, two votes, two first-place votes. And uh, four Texas A&M, then LSU, Ole Miss, and your beloved Chad Morris, Arkansas Razorbacks Mm. at number seven. Does that bother you, LSU fifth? No, not at all. I kind of, like I said, I, I thought either four or fi- fourth or fifth, mm. so not shocked. They also gave out some uh, preseason honors for uh, individuals. Isaiah Bugs, former Ruston standout, pegged as the second team defensive lineman in the SEC. And Rashard Lawrence out of Neville, a third team selection. Yes. Um, we've got a ton of texts. Keep them coming. Um, somebody said, how about the replacements? Funny movie. I don't know about great movie. Uh, Richie says, I don't think people have seen The Fighter, far better movie than Glory Road, hands down. I can't agree with you more, Richie. You can't have Glory Road, the story of Glory Road is fantastic. The execution of Glory Road, how can you make a a, a movie uh, about racism a PG movie? You know what I'm saying? Like the execution, I'm just like, it it, it left me kind of wanting more from it. The Fighter, though, was was fantastic. And, and of course, Christian Bell's performance is one of the, the better performances we've seen in a sports movie. Mm. So I agree with you, Richie. Bamba Jim says, how about ba- uh, Beggar Vance? And a very old one, Brian's song about Brian Piccolo. Oh, you actually knew I that. I knew that. Dale Sayers. Yes. You knew that. I did. I did. I'm impressed. Yes. I know my sports movie's history. 888-993-7762. We're off and running on the morning drive. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Nick White will join us. We're bumping him up a little bit. He will join us at 8 o'clock from the Sunbelt Conference Media Day. Uh, we'll talk a little golf, obviously, and what took place yesterday at the Open. Also, you'll hear from uh, Matt Viatore, ULM's head coach on the Warhawks in this year and what kind of respect they're getting on Caleb Evans on a defense that needs to improve this year. And uh, a coach that, of course, is not familiar, not used to losing what the last two years have been like for Coach V. Another text, I can't believe Happy Gilmore got the shaft. Give us a couple of more uh, votes for Happy Gilmore. We'll make them a matchup for them. I'm making a wild card matchup right now, though, Aaron. Sandlot versus Caddyshack. Ooh. Thoughts? Or should I do Sandlot versus Major League? I'm telling you, we need four. Man. Okay. So, Happy Gilmore. I think Major League needs to be in there. Sandlot. Put the two, put the two baseballs together. Sandlot versus Major League. Yeah. All right. Sandlot versus Major League. We're adding that poll now. Get out there and vote. And can we put Caddyshack versus Tin Cup? Versus Tin Cup. How many people have seen Tin Cup? Tin Cup is good. Uh, we've got no text about Tin Cup. We've got more about Happy Gilmore. There's some fans out there for Tin Cup, I'm sure. 888-993-7762. We're off and running on the morning drive on this Monday morning. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. 
live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Anna's Free Baseball Clinic featuring Hank Aaron Jr. is scheduled for Saturday, July 28th at Fraser Field on the East End in Ruston. Registration is from 8 a.m. until 9 a.m. Instruction and teaching from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. And lunches at 12 noon. Boys and girls ages 8 through 16 and T-ballers ages 4 through 7 are encouraged to attend. Don't forget now, the Anna's Free Baseball Clinic featuring Hank Aaron Jr. is scheduled for Saturday, July 28th at Fraser Field in Ruston. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. Jake, you got that stuff now up on Twitter? Yes. We've added the wild card matchup. I only added one. You want me to add the other one? We've added one wild card matchup. It is Major League versus Sandlot. We're still taking suggestions for the other one. I really don't want to put 10 cup on there. Nobody has no. We've got no nobody clamor for Tin Cup. Sorry, I'm clamoring for it. Sell me on it. Why is why should Tin Cup be on there? Uh, great acting. It's golf. Oh wow! An underdog story. You didn't sell me. Right. Uh, you look at this uh, SEC preseason honors, and you look at uh the, you know what we pretty much figured that. LSU would just have two players, right? And Devin White and... That's what we figured, yeah. Greedy. Right. On the first team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they got. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you look at the overall list. And then you... And the SEC, to make it on the defensive line, you got to be pretty darn good. It's it's insane. Um, but that, that's what we've always talked about with the SEC. That's what makes this conference different than all the other conferences is the play... On the defensive line. Yeah. And you got Simmons, uh, Sweat, uh, Jefferson, and Davis, first team. Yeah. It also shows you what they expect out of Isaiah Bugs, the former Ruston standout, projected pegged as a second team selection. Right, right. Um, I thought he had an outside chance to get that first team nod because he seems to be getting a lot of love this preseason. But, again, it's tough to make uh, one of those four spots. He made that jump from uh, the Junco Rinks to Alabama last year, had 51 tackles, had an opportunity to catch up with Isaiah, the former Ruston standout. We talked about his expectations now for his senior year, and did he think about leaving Alabama a year early for the National Football League? Us as the Alabama football team, we weren't concerned because we've been in situations like that. You know, and all we got to do is be coachable, and that's what we did. We was being coachable under Coach Saban. Uh, defense uh, stepped up towards the end of the game and, and made some big stops for us to win the game. That moment when you guys win the title, you see him streaking into the end zone. What was that like? Man, that was the best feeling in the world because just looking back all on what I've been through and what on some of the other teammates been through, you know, some of our teammates never won a championship as including myself, you know, and it was just a great experience, you know, seeing that ball going through the air and in the end zone at that moment I knew we had went, won. What was the best moment or the one thing you'll remember the most about that celebration? Uh, just the guys that I played with and the guys that I was on the field with. You know, that's going to be the best memory. Some of them going to the NFL right now, and I wish them uh, good luck in the, in the NFL season coming up. But, you know, playing with those guys and being on the field with those guys at the last moment, winning the championship was the best thing. You mentioned the number of guys. We still good? Yeah, just a little better. The number of guys that, of course, went on in the NFL. You got some big holes to fill. Uh, you're being counted on to, to kind of fill a lot of those holes. What's that going to be like for you? Uh, the same thing. You know, nothing's going to change. Work thick every day. Come in, work hard, and, you know, be the best player I can be. You know, don't take plays off, and everything going to fall in, this, in place. 
think about this time maybe next year and where you could be and what you could be doing at this point? Uh, you know, everybody always come and ask me uh, why I didn't come out for the draft this year, but I, I look at it as in, you know, I'm not I'm not in a rush, you know, to, to, to get to that level yet. You know, I'm steady progressing. I'm steady trying to, you know, finish college and live college life because you only get that one time, you know, and I want to come back and, and with the fellowship, with the family and friends, you know, just, just graduating from college, the main thing. So I want to have that under my belt that, that Isaiah Buzz graduated from Alabama. Then yeah. do you dream about the call, the announcement on the podium, perhaps the commissioner? Yeah, I dream about it all the time. You know, I dream about it every day, and that actually gives me motivation to work harder, you know. You know, and, and I know that my name is going to be called. It's, it's all going to be up to, to the man above, whether he wanted to be called or not. All I can do is control what I control, keep working and, and grinding, and everything going to pay off. Isaiah Bucks. Yeah, looking forward to what he does this year at Alabama. No, no, he'll have another breakout season. Uh, a couple texts here on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line hotline. Uh, Richie says uh, Tin Cup, or that William says Tin Cup was good young whippersnapper. Okay, finally a Tin Cup text. All right, comes from William. Richie says, have you all seen Victory with Stallone and Peleg? Very underrated. Then he follows up with probably not soccer haters. Yeah. I tried to watch it. It was a little slow for me. I, I didn't see it. I didn't even try, Richie. Sorry. Uh, Todd says Rookie of the Year. Uh, unnamed text here says, Jake, have you seen Warrior 2011, Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, and Joel Ed Egerton? I did watch the wa Warrior. Um, didn't love it. it. I'm a stickler for the action in these sports movies. The action's got to be convincing. And I think MMA and boxing are the toughest to, to nail that. And that's why I like Creed so much. I thought they really nailed the action hmm. um, in, in the boxing uh, matches. So, yeah, I, I didn't love the action in it. So it kind of took me out of it. The story's pretty good, though. It's about uh, two sons kind of trying to um, win over their father's love. Their father, kind of a drunk. It, it's a pretty good story. What's the closest voting right now on our uh, Twitter page at Morning Drive? Uh, it's probably the fighter one. Let me pull it up. Uh, by the way, Major League off to a fast start. They are up over the Sandlot. That's a great matchup, by the mm -hmm. way. I like the winner of that to be uh, a dark horse in this race. Um, let's check out the <laughs> poll. What? Oh, they're, they're not stuck 50-50 now, Major League and, and Sandlot. Uh, Rudy's running away. Let me see. The closest one has to be the fighter and Glory Road. The fighter has 47% of the vote. Glory Road has 53%. People vote for the fighter. The mm -hmm. fighter is hands down better than Glory Road. The true story of Glory Road is a great story. The execution of the movie, it is not a PG movie. You can't make a PG movie about that topic. I'm sorry. Cisco's getting fired up over here. 888-993-7762. We're back after this on the morning drive. You hear from Coach Viator as the Warhawks are down at Sunbelt Conference Media Days in the Big East. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595. 355-8595. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The area's newest lawn equipment pro center is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only Cub dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with over 100 Cub Cadet mowers on the ground and ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. Remember YP, Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Nacogdoches in West Monroe. Hi, I'm Caleb Evans, quarterback for your ULM Warhawks. 
Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou, tailgate in the Grove, and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ulmwarhawks.com. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Speaking of basketball movies, and Tabor actually brought this up, uh, no uh, blue chips in the list. Blue chips, yes, with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Hardaway 2? Hardaway 2. Uh, I don't know. Listen, we're talking about the best sports movies of all time. I, I enjoy blue chips. I don't think I can include in the best. The one that's kind of turning my stomach is I think Moneyball is deserving of being 20, be- 20 best. The Moneyball with um, – Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill yep. uh, about the Oakland A's and they're um, and it's very fitting today because everybody's kind of gone toward this strategy of statistics um, analytics for for the game. I don't know. I, I think that that was done really well. It's it's a topic that could have been really boring, but I thought they made a really compelling movie. The Rookie. That's another baseball movie. We should. I think. I mean, Dennis Quaid. That was good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was getting that confused with Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Yes. Um, rookie. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, based on a true story. I don't know, Aaron. Here's the real question. What was the other one? The scout, the the Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, that's uh, Trouble with the Curve. Yeah. I don't think that's top twenty, Aaron. Here's here's my my uh, question. Is and we'll give people time to respond to this because I think it's going to evoke some emotion. Is Hoosiers overrated? No. Hoosiers is the number one overall no, seed Hoosiers on our is list. Not overrated. Hoosiers, you think they should be ranked by IMDB as the number yeah. one Hoosiers? Movie? Hoosiers is legit. And was, there not a, was there not a Rocky listed? Yeah, Rocky was number two. Okay. The original Rocky. Creed didn't make it, which yeah. was a shame. Mm. Um, I'll say this. How recently have you watched Hoosiers? Uh, in the last two years or so. It's a slow movie, man. It's a slow movie. It's character it, development. It's it's hard to, to sit there and, and get into it. I was getting bored. Oh, well, I that's just because you're a millennial. You're no, a young whippersnapper. No, no. You've got the attention span of a two-year-old. That is not true. That is not true. I, I, I've seen it before. I'm just saying, when you're rewatching it, I don't think it's high on the rewatchability chart. <laughs> you could also say the same about Rudy, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Tabor, tell Jake that he's wrong about Hoosiers. That is a darn good movie, if not the best of I, all time. I think I'm somewhere in the middle on that. It's definitely a classic, and it's you know it belongs in the discussion. You know, top twenty. You know, you maybe could say top ten. If it's your favorite, I get it. But you know, it's it doesn't have the. Re- I agree with Jake on the rewatchability. It's not one of those when you're flipping through on a random Saturday morning and it's there and like, man, bam, I can watch this for 30 minutes no matter where it is in the movie. That said. What about the basketball scenes? Realistic? Oh Backdoor cut? Boy. Pick and roll? <laughs> <laughs> They're touching me, the net. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> They're not playing above the rim. <laughs> that said, I thought those were great points about rewatchability. Um I don't think that could be the only thing, though, because if you're just going off of rewatchability, Major League will be number one. I could watch Major League probably once a month. I mean, it's that funny. It is that good. Timo's a smart cat. He uh, weighs in and says, 10 cup, not in the top 20. Gasp. There you go. Another All vote right. for 10 okay, cup. Okay, so we'll include that the, the wild card matchup. Who, who are they going against? That's, what, that's the problem, though. Then we have to put 10 cup against Caddyshack. Perfect. Yes. That, that's an issue. I will set that up right now. <laughs> Eight at eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Sunbelt Conference Media Day underway down in New Orleans. The commissioner is about to step up to the mic here in the next hour or so. Before Coach Viator left for the Big Easy, I had an opportunity to catch up with him. Of course, you look at ULM this year, big expectations for this team. This is the year that Warhawk fans believe they can get back to a bowl game for just the second time in the program's Division One history. I talked to Coach V about getting some respect in these polls as they are picked now to finish second in their division. Here's Coach V. Well, I mean, hopefully we're getting better. Uh, it's 
I think we are. I think the I think we've you know we've as you say. I mean we've done some things with the roster, but um, yeah. I mean it's kind of used to it a little bit. You know, the McNeese we had high expectations every year, and I like high expectations. I mean I like to be a part of that, and uh, so that's a little different. I think this year we were talking the other day, and um, the first year when I went to media days, sitting in based off the number of schools that were in the league. Uh, head coaches get a vote, can't vote for yourself. SIDs get a vote, can't vote for yourself. I was sitting there and figuring the numbers. We did not get one vote to finish second to last. So every head coach and every SID picked us to finish dead last. So I remember the, I think it was the commissioner, I was telling him that at the deal and I was asking him that. And he said, well, you know, there's only way, one, way, one way you can go. And that's, so, you know, I, I guess that's an indication that we have improved. I think the other thing, too, is an indication. If you look at it, we've competed very well in the league. You know, I say very well. I mean, we've been competitive in the league. You know, we've been 500 in the league. We just haven't competed as well as we need to outside the league to be able to get to a bowl game and stuff like that. And so, so hopefully we can continue to be competitive in the league. Even the games we lost last year, I guess Georgia State was maybe the most lopsided, but we came back and made it interesting. The Arkansas State game was, was there. We had the ball at the end of the game against Idaho with a chance. South Al, we had the ball at the end of the game. So even the four, you know, we won four, we lost four. Even the, but the four games we lost, as opposed to the year before. You know, we lost Arkansas State both years, but the two games were different. I mean, we were out of the game in, in the first quarter, my first year here, and then our second year here, I mean, we're right into it. You know, we're right in the game with a minute or two left in the football game. And so, so you know, I think we got a lot more competitive, but, you know, hopefully uh, you know, we can figure out a way to win a few of those. There is, no question. I think, you know, being in for two years, I think there are three teams that have been a little better than everybody else. Uh, when you look at Arkansas State, Appalachian State, and Troy, I mean, they're the three teams that, you know, that in my opinion, are, but they haven't went through the league undefeated. None of them have. Um, but I, I think, you know, we've pushed ourselves at least last year, at least to the top half. I think we finished fifth, I think, or something. You know, so at least we kind of got ourselves in the conversation. Coach Viator, of course, in the West, it's Arkansas State, pegged to finish first, ULM second, South Alabama, then ULLL, Texas State, rounding out the West Division in the East. It's App State, Troy, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and Coastal Carolina. The coaches' poll has Arkansas State as projected as the championship winner. I believe it is December 1st they will play uh, that conference championship game between the East and the West. You look at, of course, Coach Viator and his uh, career. I mean, he spent all of it in the state of Louisiana as a high school coach and then later at McNeese, did some great things down there with the Cowboys. I believe he did not have a losing record at all at McNeese State, not even one season. And in the high school ranks, I believe there was just one season where his team uh, had a losing record. So I asked him about what the last two years have been like for him, the fact that they could only muster four wins each year. Well, I think that – you know, I've been doing this a while, and I think that, I mean, I knew what I was getting into, and I just kind of approached it in a sense that I never want to not be persistent because that's just who I am. I mean, I'm, I want to have some urgency. I want to have some persistency and whatever. But at the same time, I kept telling myself, in addition to being persistent, you have to be patient. And, you know, so I just kind of kept coaching myself to that degree and, uh, you know, and, and believing in the players and, uh, you know, and not – coming in and running them down and, and stuff. I kept trying to keep their attitudes positive and them believing in themselves. I mean, when you go through a period of losing, I mean, you know, the, it's all of a sudden as a coach, it's my job to, to get them feeling good about themselves, you know, and stuff. So that was a little change. You know, I remember there, there were times at McNeese that even my last year when we went undefeated, I would, you know, I would try to find ways. I wouldn't tell them that directly, but to maybe think they weren't as good as what they thought they were. You know, and shake practice up and create a little controversy or a little adversity at practice to do some things. Well, I haven't created much, created much adversity at practice here because we've had adversity. <laughs> you know, so I never had necessarily put them in those situations. So I've been on both ends of it. I actually, you know, took over some programs in high school where we start, you know, at Sulphur, we had two losing seasons. You know, people, uh, you know, and y'all went undefeated your last year. Yeah, I know, but we went three and seven my first year. You know, so I've kind of been through some of this and, um, you know, I'll continue to – I believe in these kids. I think we have good players. And uh, 
I just think we have to continue to build our confidence and put them in position to be successful. Well, I've been here two years, but I know you already had a couple of dealers, people kind of seeing how you're doing here, about other jobs. I guess you feel like you still have a lot to accomplish here. Oh, I do. No, absolutely. I mean, I have no interest in going anywhere. Uh, my wife and I have really enjoyed it here. I've spent my whole career in Louisiana and stuff. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm determined that I think we can turn this thing we can get some, you know, we can get it going in the right direction, and, uh, and I'm committed to do that. One of the reasons why uh, Coach Viator and the Warhawks are fired up about this year is because of their quarterback, Caleb Evans. You look at what he did last year as a sophomore with the 17 touchdown passes, six interceptions, and of course on the ground, another 13 scores, uh, rushing for over 700 yards, on, uh, yeah, 506, 579 rushing yards last year for Caleb Evans. Certainly a versatile quarterback. This kid is going to be fun to watch this year he has, as he has grasped more of that offense and, of course, uh, how explosive he is. I asked uh, Coach Viator about Caleb Evans and how he has progressed over the course of the last year. Well, I just think that, you know, with another going through the fall and when he came back and going through the film and going through all the cut-ups and then turn around and hearing it again in the spring, and, uh, you know, he just seems to, to be a lot more confident in what he's doing from an offensive standpoint. So. I think you have a lot. Of, I think he has room to grow there for sure. And the other thing too that I think that he's going to continue to improve on is just being a pure pocket passer. And uh, we don't want to turn him into a pure pocket passer, but it does help when I think when you understand the pocket and stuff. And uh, we want to make sure I know Coach Cubic does too that we still allow his athleticism, allow him to be natural at doing some things because he's a natural athlete and stuff. But um, there were some times last year on third down in some situations too where I just think it takes reps and to just become more comfortable in the pocket. And I think he, he, he seemed to be that way in the spring. Are you kind of caught in a catch-22? You want him to be athletic. You want him to scramble. You want to use his legs, his ground. But you also know uh, behind him you don't have a lot of veteran quarterbacks coming back and you certainly know the importance that he brings to your team. I think you always have to. And, you know, last year we picked our, our spots. And, uh, you know, really in, in, you know, some of the games and, you know, like the Lafayette game, I remember, I recall, I mean, he ran for a bunch of yards. And, you know, sometimes it's dictated by the defense. Sometimes we dictate it in terms of, you know, and if you notice last year, too, he ran more in the second half of some of those games than he did in the first half. You're trying to establish some things maybe you want to do, and then when you look up, maybe you're, you're outnumbered in the box, or you're, you know, and then so we go into the game a lot. I know Coach Q is doing that here as well, that we're not going in the game saying he's going to run it 20 times. But sometimes it, it evolves into that depending on, I remember the Lafayette game, they took the dive on the zone read, on the zone option stuff, and so he ran. Uh, you know, there's some games that you may get behind and you may have to throw more and you may have to scramble more. But I think going in, you know, we, we'll, we'll kind of set a number of runs, so to speak, that we think he needs to do. And, and then, uh, but, you know, it just so happens that some games it ends up being more. Doesn't it always seem fitting that there's a jackhammer going on in the background as uh, Coach Viator looks to build right. something out there at ULM? Very, very nice. Should I went out there, hey, can you keep it down for like 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Don't you love that? Um, no, but speaking of Caleb Evans, I mean, the guy went from battling for the starting job to being one of the two premier quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. It's quite the story. And it's like you said, it's a big reason why a lot of people are excited about ULM this, this season. Uh, 30 total touchdowns and only six interceptions. Last what year. ULM fans were not excited about last year is the defense. No. Statistically, uh, the it? worst defense in the country. What was the Sun Belt stat? Uh, I think they, they scored like 42 points per game. They uh, scored 42.1 points per game in conference, but they gave up 42.9. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. No, but they did have a lot of injuries. Um, but, uh, of course, we're, we're – we're, you know, if you're a ULM fan, you're hoping that they get healthier on that side of the ball and can uh, just be a, a little bit better. They just have to be a little bit better mm. this year when you have the offense like you have at ULM. Nine uh, starters on back on the defensive side of the ball. I asked Coach V about that defense and how they certainly need to improve. Oh, we've watched every game. And, you know, our defensive staff has, and so have I. You know, we've watched every game, and uh, – you know, just to see ways that, you know, ultimately it's our job to put them in position to be successful. And so you go back and look, and sure, I mean, we had some bad luck, and we know that, but, uh, you know, in terms of injuries and things like that. But ultimately, I mean, we have to figure out a way that, you know, that we can be successful over there. And um, I think, 
looking at it, you know, we kind of turned over the roster even after, after the first year on defense. And then after we had the injuries, we turned it over again. And hopefully we can, uh, you know, this spring we stayed relatively injury-free and hopefully we can get a few guys back like Nick Ingram, Luke Ketrick, um, missed the spring, you know, still, but looks like they're on, on course to get back and uh, we can have some stability on that side. I am. I really am when you look at it. Uh, you know, the other thing too, Aaron, oh, we need depth. And that's the, you know, we were hurting the first year really just because of pure numbers, uh, because of scholarship numbers and everything else. And we had improved it last year, but by the time you got guys injured, then we tried to redshirt some guys. And, you know, you look up after a while and you don't have the numbers, but it's a long season, 12 games, you know, and uh, you're playing against really high quality competition. And the things that the, the thing that the good teams can do is they can continue to run players out and they can keep players fresh, which I think allows you to play faster in the game you're playing, plus it enables you to play faster for a longer, you know, for the duration of the season, and that's what we need. I mean, we need some depth, and it, it takes time to build that, and uh, I think we're closer to it. Good stuff there from Coach Viator. He will be one of the featured coaches, obviously, down at the Sunbelt Conference Media Days today. I think around uh, 3.30 or so. He will step up to the mic. The commissioner, of course, is getting ready to talk at 8.30 down there in the Big Easy. Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, will join us at 8 o'clock to kind of preview what's taking place down there. And also, I'm sure he'll break down what they ate yesterday at the big uh, extravaganza for the media. I'm sure he will. Uh, all right, a couple of updates here on the wild card matchups. Caddyshack is beating up on 10 Cup. 10 votes so far, 70% say Caddyshack. The other wild card matchup, Major League and Sandlot, they are in a dog fight. Major League up 55% over the Sandlot. And you can vote on? At Morning Drive 977 on Twitter. Todd has a couple texts here. says, uh, was 42 on the list? It was not. Oh. It was not on the list. Take that up with IMDB. Uh, an unnamed text here says, 10 cup because we all can relate to some of the emotions and screw-ups. Yeah. Hoosiers definitely top five. Todd also says, and Hardball is the only sports movie that can make a grown man cry every time you watch it. Hmm. Gee, baby. Ugh. Have you seen Hardball? I don't think so. What? Keanu Reeves, he coaches the Little League team. I have not. Oh. What about Bad News Bears? Does he not crack the top 10? Top We've got 20? no mention of Bad News Bears this morning. Hmm. You think more people have seen the remake with Billy Bob Thornton than the <laughs> original? 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. See how the power of choice can help save you money on home and auto insurance. Let's take a time out. Coming up next, more on the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive, all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. 
wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Jake's learning stuff about me during the commercial. Yeah, break. yeah, yeah. How sensitive you are. Yeah. He goes, do you ever cry during a sports movie? And I said, I think you have to. It has to evoke some emotion, emotion from you to make it a great movie. Well, I'll tell you, Hardball definitely, when, spoiler alert, it's been out forever. But when G-Baby dies, oh. <laughs> It crushes your soul. It, it's not even literally that part. He, Aaron, he gets he gets shot. I'm going to ruin, ruin the movie for you. I'm sorry if you're listening and you hadn't seen it. I'm sorry. Maybe this will make you want to watch it. He gets shot. Okay. And, uh, Keanu Reeves is coaching um, an all-black league. It's, it's some kids that, uh, you know, unfortunate backgrounds. And he, he doesn't want to, but he has to. And um, – he ends up really uh, getting close to these kids, and they go. the The end is him going to the funeral for G Baby, mm-hmm. and you know he ends up getting up and going and talking. And while he's talking, it shows the last play of the championship game, and G Baby actually hits the game winning hit. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it, and he talks about G Baby raising his hands as he gets to first base. Man, it it is emotional. I know, I know, I'm not doing it justice. For those of you who hadn't seen it. And this is Reeves, the actor? Yes. Do you not like Keanu Reeves? No, he's a horrible actor. Okay. Speed? Yeah, but John Wick, The Matrix. He's one of those actors where you can say he's a bad actor and I get it, but it just works for him. I don't know. John Wick. It works for him to be a bad actor. I'm telling you, it's something weird. Like, John Wick, he's an action star. Like, John Wick is awesome. Anyway, watch it. It's great. All right. Of those top 20 that are on our list, or now we have 22 that are on the poll, the one that 24. produces the most emotion. And then For I, me, I wanted to bring up, too, Cinderella Man is not on the list. It is on the list. Okay. It's beating Invictus. Okay, good. By the way, I watched Invictus. Blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just says Reeves is terrible and hardball, worst acting ever. There you go. <sighs> Okay, I can't really defend his acting, but I do like him for some reason. All right, the one that got me most emotional, Aaron, is Rudy. Okay. Rudy, and it's just it's because I love college football okay. more than any other sport, and the way he talks about it, mm-hmm. it, it I can identify with that. And then the way that the last scene, a lot, you want to get me fired up? Talk about oh, Rudy's dumb because he don't even play. He doesn't even get to play. My buddies do that just to upset me. I think. <laughs> And it gets me fired up. It's not about that. It's about his passion for college football. The whole story is about his passion for college football and his family's passion because at the very end, when he runs out of the the tunnel for Notre Dame, he already won. He already won when he he ran out of the tunnel and his father sees the game for the first time ever. And he says, this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I I can identify. It's hard not to get emotional seeing that scene and then of course he gets to see his boy on the sideline for Notre Dame football and you got to think back you know back then it wasn't like they were on TV all the time this was in fact it might be so dated that it might have been before TV so you really just heard it on the radio Mm -hmm. so to see that atmosphere to see the team you love that you root on that you read about that you listen to I get it. That that's it's hard not to get emotional with that. Marcus says I love college football too but see Biscuit is probably my favorite. Yeah, I didn't get to watch uh, Sea Biscuit. Hey, what is it about <laughs> you and horse racing? You just refuse to go all in, or even in at all. In at all. <laughs> well, you're, the only reason you're in on it is because of the betting. I mean, let's no, that's tell just, the truth yeah, here. No. Yeah. By the way, I lost a couple dollars yesterday. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> all right, uh, a couple more. Keanu has good a good backstory though. He gave most of his profit from the Matrix movie. He's an awesome dude. Gave most of his profit from the Matrix movies to charity. Lives in a small apartment. Frequently eats hot dogs from the corner cart. Good person. Yeah. That's from Trent. Uh, Jonathan says, thanks, Aaron, for plugging Cinderella, man. Great movie. 
Hogan says The Replacements is my favorite sports movie, and Reeves is one of my favorite actors. Hogan, don't say that out loud. <laughs> Rudy and Radio Radio are the most emotional movies. We haven't talked oh, about Radio, radio yet. Yes. Yeah, with the manager, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Yeah. yeah. He did a great job in that movie. It's not, it's not kind of what I thought I was getting with that movie. I thought I was getting more of a football movie, and it turns out to be a lot more about the manager. Uh-huh. I think it was kind of false average. Just the commercials made it seem like, oh, it's a story about this football team and how this manager inspires them. It's all about the manager. I get it. Brucey says, Reeves isn't a bad actor. He just plays the same guy and everything he's in. Besides, he's John freaking Wick. Mm. Have you seen John Wick, Aaron? I have not. Of course not. You don't see anything cool. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. We need to talk just a little bit about the Open before we go to break. <laughs> uh, there was a, so many different storylines yesterday. This is one of the storylines you missed, Jake. How about oh. uh, Eddie Pepperell? He he goes out and he. Can you say his name one more time? Pepperell. Okay. So he goes out and he shoots a 67 on Sunday and it puts him back into contention, but he was literally out of it, we thought. He finished up a six under for the tournament. So he was in the clubhouse. He looked strong. So then he goes up to the uh, podium afterwards, and this is my kind of golfer. He says, I was a little hungover. I won't lie. <laughs> I had too much to drink last night, and I was so frustrated yesterday that today was really, I wouldn't say I wrote it off, but I didn't feel like it was in the golf tournament, whether I shot a 69 or 73 today, it wouldn't have been heartbreaking. But as it happens, I shoot a 67, so you know it's a funny game. So all of a sudden, he's back in contention, and of course, he goes out there, and he was hung over playing, and he still is able to shoot a 67. Sounds like he's one of those guys that overthinks it. Yeah. When you stop caring, good things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of guys that are like that. But how about that being that forthcoming? Just like, well, I thought I was out of the tournament. I do I like was going to go have some fun on Golf Saturday Golf is supposed night. to be a gentleman's game. I don't know if he should have been that forthcoming. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. A lot of great storylines from the British Open yesterday. Obviously, uh, Tiger Woods is going to dominate most of the conversation. The fact that Tiger was in contention, actually held the lead for a while on the final day in his red. Uh, Jake, I know you were not watching, but at one point – uh, Tiger on number 11, I believe, uh, shanks a shot, and it goes and it hits a spectator. And thankfully, it hit the spectator and actually is beneficial to Tiger Woods. So Tiger goes up to him and gives him an autographed glove. Ooh. And the guy's like, yeah, he's yeah. shooting and hollering. So I thought that was cool. Uh, poor fan standing next to that guy, though, had her phone shattered. She didn't get squat. <laughs> well, that kind of reminded me of the, the baseball store, Chicago Cubs, yeah. over the weekend. If y'all haven't seen this. This uh, thing is going viral. It's going viral because some, I can't remember who, it, it might not even been a player. It might have been somebody, uh, a ball boy on the side was trying to give the ball to a little boy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't catch it. It goes underneath his seat. And the guy behind him grabs the ball and hands it to, I guess, his wife. And everyone instantly is like, dude, you're not going to give the boy the ball. The, the, boy, the ball was intended for the little boy in front of you. And this is a man who was probably 20, high, early. That's I, something you would do, Jake. It, I wouldn't do that. I would <laughs> get the ball to the boy. Anyway, um, justice was served. The boy ended up getting a couple of balls. And justice is served because it's gone viral now. And the guy now looks like, like a jerk. A, yeah, total <laughs> jerk. The other thing that has gone viral over the weekend, WAFB has it down in Baton Rouge. Oh, you hated this. I just. What's the big deal? So this groom is an Alabama fan. His groom cake was decorated in Alabama stuff. He cuts through the cake. His wife's an LSU fan. The cake is purple and gold. Mm. And he, of course, uh, did not enjoy that. But it, it went viral. I said, oh, Aaron, that was pretty funny, huh? Oh, no, I didn't think it was that good. I don't know why it's going around. <laughs> All right. Good goodness. You don't think he, he, he had any foreshadowing or knew that that was going to take place? He, he his wife would get the like, last laugh. Yeah, he did seem like something was up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the best part of it was uh, then, of course, everybody in the wedding party chanting LSU. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was pretty neat. Yeah, and, and the fact that now you've got – I saw Patrick Peterson commented on the video. Like, a lot of people are enjoying that video, even if you aren't, Aaron Dietrich. Uh, we are certainly enjoying our conversation on best sports movies of all time. We have a poll up on our Twitter page. Hey, by the way. This all leads up to Thursday when we will unveil the top ten movies of all time. Our top ten yeah. movies. This is going to go through the whole week, this voting. So you get to decide the best movie. We get to give you ours. That said, The Fighter has made a comeback. It is up 51% over Glory Road. Keep voting for The Fighter. 
Do boxing movies produce the best storylines and, of course, the best drama? Is that sport made for movies? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I'll say this. Basketball movies, not a ton of great ones. Yeah. Not a ton of great ones. A lot they of, probably have the best in Hoosiers. A, no. A lot of great ba- uh, baseball ones, not a ton of basketball ones. John has the music playing. He wants us to go to break. Coming up after the break, we have Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, will join us from Sunbelt Conference Media Day. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.